Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Built Bar. Uh, if you need uh, something to grab and go and give you the protein that you need, the energy you need, and it tastes really good, it's Built, a Built Bar. You can get all different flavors. They have the new um, uh, marshmallow, what is it, uh, Fluffs? It's not Fluff. Puffs. Uh, uh, puffs, thank you, Stu. Um, it's a marshmallow uh, center, and it's covered in chocolate. I love the banana flavor. It's just delicious. Uh, 130 calories, four net carbs, um, plenty of protein in it. They're fantastic. So all you have to do is uh, eat healthy, grab a Built Bar, Built.com, Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You'll save 15% now at Built.com. All right, we begin with Putin and Ukraine next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, we are going to start where the world is watching. Ukraine, Vladimir Putin, and what it means to you in 60 seconds. Our sponsor this half hour uh, is Relief Factor. When you are in pain... You just want out of pain. I get it. I know. I've been there. Please try uh, Relief Factor. Uh, I got an email in from Derek. He said uh, that uh, I can't begin to thank you enough for all the relief, the, all that Relief Factor has done for me. Severe lower back pain. I've been dealing with this pain for over five years. I tried Relief Factor, and to my amazement, it actually worked. Thank you so much. Derek, I understand that you... You get in pain, you try everything, nothing works, and then this works? It's crazy, but for 70% of the people, they go on to order more month after month because, like me, it's working. Three-week quick start, developed for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Do it now, relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four, relief. Relieffactor.com. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, today is one of those days where we're going to try to figure out what's going on together. Um, some things really bother me, don't seem right. Um, let me just start with what happened at uh, 5.50 a.m. Thursday morning, uh, Russia time. Putin was wearing the same suit and the, said, the same red tie that he wore on Monday. Uh, as he took to the airwaves and warned President Biden and NATO not to intervene in Ukraine. 
He said his plans, interesting choice of words, were to denazify Ukraine. Uh, he continued to stick to his uh, factually inaccurate version of Ukraine's history, saying essentially that Ukraine was always part of Russia. Um, his his um, attempts here in the last few days to rewrite history at his convenience uh, seemed to me to be something that we talked about on yesterday's program, a very calculated plan um, in his own home country of uh, working towards uh, capital T traditionalism. If we have time, we'll get into that again today. If you don't know what it is, listen to yesterday's podcast. We went deep into it. Um, he was misleading everybody, um, you know, saying that he's not going to do any of these things. Within hours of the speech, the Interior Ministry of Ukraine said that there had been hundreds of casualties. CNN reported, despite Russia insisting early that they were only attacking uh, military installations and were voting populated areas, uh, that's not true. Um, uh, President Biden responded to Putin's attack last night, saying the prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine uh, as they suffer an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russian military forces. Uh, there is um, this is real trouble and there's some things that just don't make sense um i'm going to give you just a couple of more pieces of the news and then we're going to start talking to some experts today on what they think this this means our dow uh, let me look at our futures our dow futures are down about 800 points i know when you're talking about the loss of life that doesn't seem uh, like something you should um, worry about but the world is about to change if this continues, um, the Dow is down 770 points right now. Uh, oil is up to almost a hundred dollars a barrel. Uh, um, your uh, stock markets all around the world are going through the floor. Um, the, there's no place worse than in Russia. Russia, their stock market was cut in half, and you have to ask yourself. How is he going to benefit from this? What is the real game? We'll get to that here in, uh, in just a little while. Meanwhile, most Americans want nothing to do with it. Most Americans are saying we're not going in for Ukraine. I don't think we should either, um, but we should support Ukraine. And we should also call out the devil that Putin is. I'm, I'm tired of uh, people making excuses for Putin. What he is saying is not true. Let's not be Neville Chamberlain. Uh, however, that doesn't mean we go and fight it. It means we just call a spade a spade. Ukraine is absolutely corrupt. We know, uh, just if you paid attention to any of our specials uh, on Ukraine with the Biden people and his son and everybody else that was in Ukraine, we have, under the under the guiding hand of Barack Obama, we have meddled in Ukraine and just it's it's horrible, horrible corruption. What we have uh, uh, been involved in in Ukraine, 
Um, we shouldn't have been there in the first place. We should mind our own business on that. That's not an isolationist thing. That's a let's get out of everybody else's business, please, especially when that business is corrupt. Um, they are corrupt, but they are a democratic society, and they do not want to go back to Russia. Anybody who says that, I just would remind you, look up the word Holodomor. They know what happens when Russia comes in to their uh, place, and they are not interested in going back. Um, uh, gold is up, and the Chinese. The Chinese media has leaked censoring rules on Ukraine. Um, <clears throat> the Chinese news organization they say accidentally leaked, I don't think so, its censorship plans regarding Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Um, the organization said it needed to be sensitive on the matter because it would need Russia's support when we wrestle with America to solve the Taiwan issue once and for all. I do not believe that that was a mistake, and nobody's going to be disappeared on that little mistake they're sending america a message uh i want to bring in uh jason buttrell who is uh with us now hi jason hi glenn um you and i have been talking about this for a long time we have spent a year on ukraine um and this takes both of us by surprise i have to hand it to the intelligence community although i don't feel comfortable something's not right here um, but the intelligence community and the biden administration said this is what he was going to do and he's done it yeah i agree i it's really crazy because when you study geopolitics you learn to uh to analyze and look at these things from that from that lens um you're, you're taught that you know geopolitics is a study of maps it's demographics it's numbers it's um you know, it's interests, hard line interests. And when someone starts acting, you know, emotionally, like Putin has been doing over the past really year plus, you learn to kind of put that away and say, OK, well, he's obviously after something else, which I still think there's something else, you know, involved, just like you said. Um, so when the Biden administration was kind of saying, you know, now this is happening, full scale invasion, all that, I didn't believe it was happening. I didn't. I was looking for something behind what was going on. And because this all seems so irrational, but I think the intelligence community was spot on. Um, I've seen reports that it actually, you know, the intelligence community coming out and saying that false flag attacks would happen. That would be the uh, preempt to them doing a full on invasion. I wasn't buying it. They were exactly right. And the reports say that it actually delayed Putin's invasion um, by a, possibly even a week. Um, like they wanted to do this last week and not this week. Um, so the intelligence community and the Biden administration were exactly right uh, on this. Um, now, there's ways to criticize other things, which we can get to later, of what they've done. But um, just, a, just a quick recap. Um, the media started reporting last night that, um, that the invasion was going to commence around 4 a.m. Kiev time. Kiev time. And um, pretty much that was spot on. It, uh, it happened around uh, 4.10, 4.15 Kiev time. And it's very, very conventional from what I've been noticing. I've been following this all night. Um, this is not like Crimea in 2014 with unconventional warfare. This is a very conventional invasion. Um, what we saw um, commencing around 4 a.m. Kiev time was airstrikes to target command and control systems. Um, that went as far as uh, Kiev. And it's a three-pronged attack coming from Belarus, 
coming from Crimea in the south and coming from mainland Russia in the east. Now, we do not know how far they plan to push this, but it is a conventional invasion. It looks as if they will probably go further than just eastern Ukraine. question now is how far they will go and how far tensions will rise, especially with NATO um, gathering troops uh, all along the border of Ukraine. Okay, so let's let's. Uh, it looks as though he um, was using conventional warfare um, to cut off the troops as they were kind of gathered at the borders of of uh, the the two districts that uh, President Putin said he was going to take. They went behind those lines and kind of cut them off so they can't fall back to uh, to defend Kiev. Correct. Yes, that's correct, because they know that Ukraine's uh, strategy here is they know they're going to get overwhelmed. So their strategy is their mainline forces in the east guard, uh, guarding those two territories, as you said. Their strategy is to do a tactical retreat back into the urban areas within Ukraine. Then it turns into both a hybrid uh, guerrilla warfare and heavy urban warfare in the large Ukrainian cities. That is very, very bloody. That is very, very dangerous for the russian military as well as civilians which russian russia does not want to kill too many uh, ukrainian civilians because that is going to be very very unpopular in mainland russia but ukraine's strategy here as i said is to get into the cities and turn this into an urban conflict and draw it out for as long as possible russia wants to stop that and that explains why they dropped in behind the troops there can they take the whole country just by air and cutting it all off um, they absolutely can take the whole country in the short term. Uh, it, it depends on how effective their air assets are, and that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the bomb from, from the air. We're seeing cruise missile strikes. Um, so cutting off command and control all over the country um, and crippling Ukraine so they can eventually roll into the capital, that will happen is my guess, unless some, somebody else intervenes, which I kind of highly doubt. But the, the, a short-term victory is really all Russia can hope for here. And that's another puzzling thing, because I, I can't imagine they think they win in the long term. In the long term, it's going to be too uh, damaging financially and politically for Russia. So it's catastrophic in the short term. In the long term, I don't see how they win this unless there's some other grander strategy that we just don't know about, which could even be scarier, actually. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so, too. All right. Let me take one minute break and then we'll come back and uh, discuss this some more because some things just don't add up. The weather's warming up and uh, that means at your house it means it's time to start sprucing the place up, given all the TLC that maybe you got away with ignoring over the past several months. If you uh, if you feel, you know, like uh, you're you're somebody that wants to take this on but you don't have a lot of money one of the first places to start is with your window treatments and for that you should go to blinds.com whether you're upgrading one room or tackling the whole house blinds.com has you covered they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews their professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out blind shades, shutters whatever you need they're fantastic, and this year they are celebrating you with huge savings. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 35% site-wide. It's Blinds.com, up to 35% off site-wide going on right now at Blinds.com. Some restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID.
So we have some some puzzling things. First of all, Putin said he wants to denazify uh, Ukraine. Do you have any idea what that's about? Same rhetoric he's been using since 2014. Uh, it's and that's directed more at the people of Russia, not uh, anybody else in the world or Ukraine. Um, but he's you've been using that World War II, you know, sentiment to get public support to do what he's now doing. Um, but that, that's going to continue. And no doubt he's going to provide some air quote evidence, you know, that they're taking out some Nazi. But he's drawing on well, World War II nationalism. He, he said that there has been an ongoing genocide in Ukraine that he's trying to stop. I mean, uh, this is crazy. And, then, and that's what makes it so hard to, to, for me when I was looking at this before to really think that he was going to go through with this. Because usually Putin's not a crazy guy. I mean, he no. may be now, but, he, but in the past he's not been. He, he's been very cold, calculating geopolitics and interest was always forefront in his mind um he's not a he's not a he's not a psychopath i mean well he might be right but he he doesn't um he's not somebody driven by rage he is cold and calculating um and when he i mean he's out and out evil Uh, he is a bloodthirsty killer um who has spent a lifetime killing people but he's logical in it. He's very calculated in it. And the rhetoric, I mean, I think the, the Nazi stuff, the religious stuff, that's all, that's, that's Dugan kind of language. Yeah, and, and, that, and it's a very, very powerful weapon for Russians uh, because they're, they're very much willing to, uh, to suffer and to, you know, to, to basically take it, you know, on the chin, if they have to, if that means that their country, you know, will eventually reign supreme. Um, it's, it's interesting, if you go and take a, uh, if you take a tour of the Kremlin and Red Square in Russia, which I've done a couple of times, um, you'll be very surprised to see that in the Soviet, you know, the former Soviet Union, the capital, uh, in the Red Square, it's probably like 80% churches. There's multiple churches. Um, they weren't right. religious during the Soviet Union, but historically, during the Russian Empire, they were very religious. Orthodoxy is very, very pivotal to Russian nationalism. And even the Soviets would turn that up when they needed to. Um, but that's exactly what Putin has done in the vein of Alexander Dugin, uh, especially in that speech that he gave you know, last week. Um, that was very, very telling to a lot of us that have been looking at this, people like you and me, uh, Glenn. Um, that, okay, now we know exactly what he's doing. He's turning up that dial of nationalism to justify doing, you know, what he's doing and possibly even more, which is scary. Okay. Would you, would you agree with me? And I'd like you to explore this a bit. Um, there is no real obvious win for Putin. His stock market has crashed. Um, this is going to be horrible. They are in the oil business. Um, they just made a deal with China, but that's years down the road. Um, they're going to shut down all of the oil exports into any Western country because of this. So his oil is going to crash, which funds his government and his country. The stock market is down. Business is going to be cut off. Um, it's already a shambles in Russia. What does he have to gain here? Can you think of anything that he has to gain? 
I've always thought from the beginning of this, I, especially when I thought, didn't think that invasion was happening, I thought that what he was really doing was playing a game to divide and conquer NATO. That's what I thought, and I still think that's a major part of his plan. Taking Ukraine is also very, very important strategically for Russia to get strategic depth. Um, it's always been their plan was to, you know, have some buffer so they warm can water. protect the capital of Moscow. Um, yeah, but yeah. also the and, warm and water port. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's talking about the you know the you know heart of Russia, that's true. But I don't really think that really guides him. I think that's just the excuse he uses. Correct. To uh, you know to get support from home, but uh, but, but I think that it's and it's very irritating. I think that you know, we're talking about Putin is not a psychopath. I think he is very spiteful. Um, I think that the Russian election interference, which I don't think did anything, uh, I don't want to say that it did, but but their election interference, I think, was a direct response to Hillary Clinton and what they did to his election. I think that um, what a lot of what we're doing now, I think, was a direct response to how the Obama administration and all his foreign policy elite handled 2014 uh, uh, Ukrainian revolution. I think he responds to these people, you know, directly in kind. That's also a reason why he was willing, I think, to back off of this when Trump was there, because... He knew that that was not how they operated, and they weren't the ones directly responsible for what happened. Um, and I also think that it's ridiculous that NATO um, wouldn't respond, wouldn't say, hey, look, we're not going to admit Ukraine into, um, into NATO. Why couldn't they say that? NATO was irrelevant. And the irony of this is now that Putin responding to that is making NATO relevant again. So right. I think that eventually his goal is to play the long game. Eventually, there's going to be NATO countries like Germany's not going to want to attack. They're not going to want to send troops. No, that's going to cause a divide in NATO. That's going to cause a divide between the UK and, and, and France. They're not going to want to attack either. And eventually, this will play out to where NATO will do exactly what he said was what he wanted. He wanted NATO to do a withdrawal that benefits China and everybody else that's on Ukraine, uh, Russia's side. Mm. So his it's- his ultimate goal is the long game: divide NATO, possibly even the end of NATO and to get strategic depth with uh, Ukraine. Okay, thank you very much, Jason. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you another perspective when we come back um, because I I just don't think... I mean, I agreed with he's trying to break up NATO, but not anymore. This is costing him too high of a price at home. What could he be angling for? I'll throw a couple of ideas your way. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The time to prepare is uh, before you see the funnel cloud coming your way. Um, The rain is falling in sheets. The sirens are beginning to wail in the distance. And I think you know that. Um, Now is the time, please, to get your finances in order. Um, I have said before, you're not going to recognize your country. Uh, one day you're going to wake up. I think we're all there. I'm telling you now, I think there's a good chance that we don't recognize our country by the by the fall. Uh, this country, we don't even recognize. It's so different by fall that uh, uh, we don't recognize it again. Please get your finances in order. Call American Financing today. See if you can lock in your mortgage rate or you can lower your mortgage interest rate or you can fold in your high interest credit cards into a consolidation loan that is so important 
to get out of those high interest credit cards right now. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So Vladimir Putin has invaded into Ukraine and not just those two territories. He's going, it seems, all the way to Kiev um, and he is taking out the military. He's talking about a denazification of Ukraine. Um, his 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 game here is extraordinarily risky for him. Uh, imagine if the United States was told uh, none of your cars, uh, none of your technology, and uh, the world's not going to buy any more of your wheat and corn. That would be a very bad thing quickly in the United States. Last night, their stock market fell 50 percent. Um, Russia is already in shambles and the oil is being turned off. Uh, the sales of Russian oil being turned off now by the West. This is going to be a very high price. Um, I, I can't, I, I, I mean, if he thinks he's going to win quickly, maybe, but it's a very big risk. I wanted to bring the guest we had on yesterday that was, uh, talking about the war for eternity, uh, and uh, and Alexander Dugan, somebody we've talked about on this program before, a very, very, very evil guy in Russia that uh, Putin has listened to in the past, uh, helped put his uh, Crimean strategy together, and he's using the same kind of language uh, today. Uh, welcome back, Ben. How are you? It's great to be with you, Glenn. So um, thanks for joining on such short notice. The denazification of Ukraine, and he's talking about there's a genocide that's been going on in Ukraine. What do you think that's about? Does that fit the pattern of the fourth political theory at all? Well, it's it's Putin's way of framing himself as as you know, not being on those extremes, on those political extremes. In the eastern part of the country, when when Russia moved in, when we had the breakaway regions, when we had the chaos in 2014, there you you did get this kind of vacuum, this political power vacuum, and there were a few battalions of you know of extremists identifying as Nazis or National Socialists or, or white you know white nationalists mm. or something. Very few of them, but they they did exist, and they were typically most of them fighting on the side of of uh, Ukraine against Russia, which they saw as an imperialist force. Um, it's it's the sort of thing, though, that for, for quite some time, Russia, which has been the expansionist authoritarian force in that region, has used as a justification, a sort of rhetorical justification. Uh, and it's important, of course, to, to Russian contemporary identity to, to recall the fact that it was one of the partners that defeated Hitler in World War II, and, and therefore it's an anti-fascist cause in the world um and and that's being instrumentalized here but it's uh, i mean zelensky's jewish isn't he i i it's 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 a, it's a i think game. so i think yeah uh but i i think he's jewish but i didn't he reject his judaism 
Yes, yes, but but ethnically, right? Yeah. He's he, I, I know yeah. he's not a practicing practicing Jew, right? Okay, um, and that's not just. I mean, there's a lot of anti-Semitism in Ukraine and, and whatnot, but that's he's not a Nazi, um, and and uh, despite all the very many problems that there are in Ukraine in terms of corruption, uh, to say that he's going in to denazify the country is is really a ploy. So uh, may I just go out on the deep end here and see if you can throw me a life preserver? Because I I can't figure out um, if I'm Putin, I'm very calculated. I'm a bloodthirsty, you know, cold blooded killer. um, And I know what I want, but I'm not stupid. He's not a stupid guy by any stretch of the imagination. There is such a high price to pay for this. Um, that I'm, I'm wondering his motivation, and this is where I jump into the deep end of the pool. Do you think, because I can't figure his motivation out other than the typical I want a warm water port and, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I want to uh, be able to grab Ukraine for national pride, blah, 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 blah. But is, is it possible that this is just part of a plan of chaos seeing that the West is so weak right now, especially the United States, that he thinks that he can destabilize the West enough with these moves that possibly the enemies of the West and the enemies of America could kick our legs out. Potentially. This is so early on, we were talking about this, this uh, political operative slash philosopher, Alexander Dugan. One of the things that he's been doing in Europe for years, for decades now, has been trying to make the the populist nationalist parties in Europe pro-Russian. Um, it you know it's an easier lift in some places than elsewhere, but the reason why that was an, an official Russian foreign policy was that he believed that isolated, siloed um, European states would be to the benefit of Russia. If you didn't see a united mm-hmm. West, the the Atlantic, and then Europe as as acting as as a, a coherent whole, uh, that that in it and it's not hard to understand that that would make for a weaker opponent, and you can see the same principle playing out here. Um, I don't think I, there are very few people. I'm not an expert, of course, on, on on military strategy, but it doesn't seem like Putin has any plans or, or perhaps even the ability to destroy and occupy and rebuild Ukraine. I think we're probably looking at some sort of partition followed by, you know, threats and a puppet government, but uh, but a, an incredibly uh, unstable situation there. And that insecurity, that instability is to the benefit of Russia. That it, rather than strong, whole, united actors that can coordinate with one another, um, so, so that's that's what he's going for. It's yes, he appears he's very smart. I, I, I think it's worth noting as well, though, that his actions are available to him because he's not running the world at this point. He's he's an antagonist, right. a rabble rouser, right? And and this is it, it, it's almost like comparing parents to their teenage children or something. It's very it's yeah. very easy to antagonize and disturb and destruct because you are not in power. Um, that doesn't make it not serious, but I, I, sometimes I feel we give him too much credit. 
Um, the there is a a weird line um, that makes me very uncomfortable of people who are cheering on, seemingly cheering on Putin. Um, and uh, while I don't want to go to war with Putin, uh, I I certainly don't cheer him on on this. He is clearly the aggressor. And the reason why I worry about this is because I think there are people who think we're going to go to war and they're like, we shouldn't go to war on this. Um, but they, the way they cheer on Putin makes me nervous because of what you talked about in Europe. It is here, too, this influence of Dugan. But most people don't know it. Right. Right. And, and, I, and again, what we, we were talking yesterday about some of the ideas, some of the ideology and values that Putin says are, are animating his actions. They can sound appealing to, yes. uh, I, I think, to, to conservatives, to Western, to modern conservatives. Um, there are people who think that he is championing Christian nationalism, that he's going to unite the Christian world. And it's, it's key to remember his conservatism his his Christianity, all of those things came about after he was on a sort of merry-go-round of, of ideologies and profiles and identities, and he settled on that one, uh, in part because it, there were enough people in the, in the Russian state apparatus who were thinking that way, and, and Dugan has a role to play in that. Uh, also because it, you needed some sort of ideological gel to fill the void left by communism. It couldn't just be a cult of personality. It couldn't just be Putin himself. Uh, so, you know, quote-unquote conservatism and Christian nationalism came in to fill that void. It also became a useful tool when reaching out to Europe because he could connect with these parties that wanted uh, a divided, internally siloed Europe. Um, but I okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on just a second. This is where I think it gets really complex and confusing because there are people who uh, want out of the European Union because they feel like they're losing their identity. You know, when you can't fly the Swedish flag at home, you know, uh, you got to flag uh, fly the European Union flag. I don't know. That would bother me as a Swede. It would bother me uh, in England if I had to bow to some a body of people I never elected, um, and they're telling me that my country is not good. That's different than the white nationalist separatist. But they're getting confused. Absolutely. That's what makes this tough. Is I mean, the EU is, is a grossly anti-democratic institution, in my mind. Lots of problems with it. Um, the hostility for local identity and national identity is a, is a huge problem. But... It's almost as if that natural critique, that natural criticism is just waiting there for someone to take and exploit and, and instead create a continent and a territory where no one can cooperate with one another. Uh, and, and any force that is opposed to, to integration or, or coordination is, is going to be celebrated. That's, that's the problem. That's why this anti-EU critique is, is important um, for, these, for these actors like Putin. Ben, I, you're a you're a professor. You study this. You do this for a living. I'm a, I, I'm a, 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 a DJ. I was a DJ most of my life. Okay, I mean, I'm not I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, um, and even I can figure this out. Why is it that you can't seem to get any politician on any side in any country that can separate those people? 
f- from the real Nazis uh, to the people who are just really, for instance, really good Americans or really good Canadians that just want an end of some of this nonsense. How come no one can bridge that gap or see this? It's, it's, it's hard in our media climate. It's, it's a real, I, A, I don't agree with your first assessment. That's, that's very nice to be, to be humble, Glenn, but I think, I think you're, uh, you're definitely a smart guy. And it's to your credit that you are interested in examining nuances. The world, sometimes, some, some things are simple. Uh, there are either or questions in the world, but a lot, a lot of issues and a lot of topics are, are very complex and it takes time. It takes curiosity it takes motivation, and, and I'm afraid that those resources are in short order. Hmm. Benjamin, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it, and thank you for uh, just grabbing Pleasure getting me on the phone here. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Benjamin Teitelbaum, he is the author of the book War for Eternity. Uh, it is a really important book, and it does go into uh, American politics, um, but it is something that every single person, especially on the right, should read. Um, uh, we'll get into that more probably next week. It is very important that you understand what's going on. There's a reason why people are being called Nazis. Um, and there are these influences, and that's not Nazi. It is, it's a Russian uh, influence that's happening all over the West, mainly in Europe, but also here. All right, <clears throat> back in just a minute. It's another day that ends in Y, so that, of course, means that it's another roll of the dice. Um, you know, we, we could be uh, in the midst of uh, something crazy anytime soon. Um, I mean, I really don't know uh, when it's going to happen, but it is coming. It is coming. And every day I, I look at things like this invasion of Ukraine, and my mind goes to all of the things that could happen that I hope don't. Um, but if you're not prepared, you need to be prepared now. Um, gosh, the things. That, let me just tell you the thing I do know. Fertilizer is up 300%. I know on my farm, we have ordered fertilizer. Don't know if we can afford it when it does become available and don't know if we can get it. Um, You can't get fertilizer from Russia, can't get fertilizer from China. um, And there's a shortage here in America that nobody's paying attention to. We are headed for tough times. Don't panic. Prepare. Preparewithglenn.com. Get a special $150 discount for the, uh, the uh, special that they have going on right now, the three-month emergency food kit. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink, snacks, 2,000 calories a day. Don't put yourself in uh, behind the eight ball. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Stu Bergier is uh, joining me from his house today in the ice storm. Welcome, Stu. Thanks, Glenn. I, I think people generally understand that, you know, look, Vladimir Putin's bad. This is bad news for Ukraine. But what does this mean for us here in America? How do we prepare? Can, are there any steps we can take now? So, 
Yeah, so I think there's several things that we can do, and I'll talk about those coming up in a little while. But I think the first thing needs to do is know that the seasons have changed. We're in a different season now. Um, And we, and as crazy as this might sound to some people, get down on your knees and pray. Pray for acceptance of God's will, for the protection of the innocent people whose lives are in danger here and abroad in in Ukraine, for supernatural wisdom to fall on the uh, White House, uh, for God to work the hearts and minds of the leaders all over, uh, and pray for our country. Um, we have to pray, but we also have to look at this and say, this is it. We are, we are constantly dividing ourselves. This is not an, I told you so moment that will come, but it's not right now. It would be so much easier if it was, this is a moment for us to pray for help because we're in a very dicey situation. Probably not the advice you were looking for, but (laughs) I was actually, I mean, should I, what uh, should we be storing food? Should we be? Uh, I mean, what's yeah. what, pragmatically yeah. for the uh, average person? What do you What are you supposed to be doing? I'm right gonna now? I'm I'm gonna talk about it uh, hopefully next hour, but before the end of the program, uh, it is important that everything we told you to do to prepare you have done or are doing right now. More in a second. Bill O'Reilly is also coming up with uh, what he thinks, and Michael Malice is joining us as well. They should be. St- two very different opinions on what all of this means we'll give that next and then in hour number three we will talk about what do you do what does it mean